Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the uh, OJ Della and DMR Swag Podcast Network. We got another quick hitter for you folks. Uh, it's football with Dave Levesque. Today, we want to discuss uh, when is taking a first round running back uh, an okay pick? The reason for this pod is Dave has a bone to pick with, I, I think it's honestly just the football media. Uh, he sent me a text when we were looking at the 22, uh, 2022 NFL draft, and the Jets came in, traded up, got Bryce Hall at pick 36, and Dave was like, what the fuck? I've been hearing all this Najee hate for the past year, yet these guys are getting applauded for such a great pick. So th- th- this is really Dave's floor, and uh, I'm going to just let him cook for a little. So, Dave, what, how are you doing? What are your thoughts? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's fucking hot as hell out today. It's 90 degrees. Um, I'm ready to get this take out there. I mean, I get, you know, the take with, with a lot of people, you know, the not so great Mel Kuyper says that uh, he would never draft a running back in the first round. And my, my main issue has to do with, you know, I think at some point there's value to take a running back later in the first round. And then there's teams that take one like five picks after in the second and they're considered like, oh, this is such a great pick. I just think at some point it is okay to take a running back in the first round and you shouldn't be like scolded and all the major media articles like giving you like a D or a C for the pick just because you took a running back at pick 24, 25. I get it. And and we'll get into the reasons. Um, I do think that you're, you're a little bit biased. I'm not even going to say biased, but like Najee Harris, I think that's, he almost falls into a different category for me just because the the workhorse back that he is and what that means, but we'll get into it. So um, just to give the, the readers or sorry, the listeners some context uh, for the running backs that we're going to be talking about today. I'm going to run through a few. Um, what Dave and I did, we took the last 10 drafts. So 2012 through 2021 NFL draft, we didn't include 2022 because the rookies, you don't know um, 15 first round running backs in total. And we broke them down into home runs, hits, and misses. Um, some of the home runs that everybody's aware of, CMC, Zeke, Gurley, those are home runs. Hits, Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, Tony Michelle, he did win the Super Bowl with the Pats. Um, misses, Travis Etienne, CEH, Rashad Penny, guys like that. Um, but overall, if we're looking at the numbers, like I said, we got three home runs, five hits, and seven misses. So you get a mixed bag there. And and I think think that's one of the biggest things. Um, if you combine that with the success of the later round running backs, that's where this narrative starts to, you know, turn. Um, because if we if we want to go into the later rounds, so what we considered later rounds would be round three and, and beyond. If we're looking at just the last five years of hits in these rounds, you have Damian Harris. David Montgomery, Kareem Hunt, Alvin Kamara, James Conner, David Johnson, the list goes on and on. Um, and you even see running backs go in round six and seven that make an impact. Round six of last year, Elijah Mitchell, he came in, he had almost a thousand yards. You know, good running back. Chris Karsten, we'll talk about some stats, but he's like top five in career rushing yards for active players. Um, who've been drafted in this in this draft class? So you've had a very good career with the seven round running back, and I think I think that's what happens. And I, I got to give a shout out to my boy James Robinson, the greatest undrafted running back of all time. But we Aaron can't. Foster. Oh Aaron shit! Foster, gotcha. Shit. 
got got me. Got second greatest, second greatest, second greatest, Great, greatest. All right, greatest rookie season for an undrafted. Most scrimmage yards. He actually does hold the NFL record for that. But I can okay, I I can't slight Aaron Foster. You're 100 percent right. That man was great. Love fantasy. Do you remember him all those years, like in fantasy? He was. He was wanted nasty. to get Aaron Foster. And and well, here you go. This is why you had somebody that could. Not change the league, but be one of the top backs in the league, and he's an undrafted free agent. Find me, find me the quarterback that does that. Uh, but we'll get into it. So, like I said, as we went through, you'll see later round running backs tend to hit first round running backs. It's a mixed bag, but it, it, it's because you're getting, you can get value in the later rounds. So I think this narrative is formed. Um, so with that, we've kind of laid down the foundation. Dave, I'm going to let you go. You kind of touched upon it quickly, but what are some other reasons that you think this is an okay pick, that a first-round running back is acceptable? So I just went and did a little research on last year's draft with the Steelers, and a lot of people were talking about how we should go after, like, offensive line or, like, premier positions. So Najee was drafted at pick 24, so what would have been available at that exact pick was the sixth offensive lineman, would have been the sixth offensive lineman off the board the fifth wide receiver, and the fourth cornerback. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I believe in getting good football players and players that are going to make an impact on your team. And it was just obvious, like, Najee Harris was going to be a good player. Like, you just knew he was going to be that B-level pick. And the Steelers, it goes back to more or less their philosophy where they believe in giving a guy 380 touches a season. You're going to have a an elite player in the first round that's that's going to be with it, say a rookie quarterback this year that that's that's going to have an extremely good uh, workload and then a lot of these teams in comparison well they might not draft them in the first round but like every year it seems like they're drafting a running back in the third round or fourth round and and, and as well uh, paying all those players versus the Steelers they they have their elite guy then they have a bunch of cheap reserves on the back end of it so that's kind of why. I mean, I think if you if you have a Najee Harris type player that you could get late to first round, I think it's it's a safe pick, and I wouldn't be upset about it. And I do want to say, so for the purpose of this pod, I'm going to make the argument against it, but I did have a, a note here for why it would make sense because even the first round running backs that people think of and go, how'd you do that? What they're thinking of is actually the second contract, like that Gurley. The yeah. problem was with his second exactly. contract, Zeke. It's the second contract. If you do it properly, like you just said, you can get a Le'Veon Bell, a James Conner, a Leonard Fournette. You can get them on a rookie deal and just run them into the ground and not extend them. Even Jordan Howard, Jordan Howard for the Bears had multiple thousand yard seasons and he never got a second contract, but that's a great pick. If you're getting, like you said, that many touches, it's almost like an innings eater, you know. It, it, there is value in that. I agree. Yeah, and, and um, I'm trying to think where else I want to go with this. I mean, what Keep about the contracts? Like what, what what about the contracts? Because I know some people. I I have a scenario that you know will will show why the savings might not be huge dollar figures, but percentage wise, it, it could be incredible. Incredible the difference between a first round and say a sixth round running back, you know, you are getting some cash shavings there. Um, but I know but you, you will on running backs really hit though, is my point. If you're going to take you... a running back in the fourth or fifth round, you're not really expecting him to be like Najee Harris and carry like an, an insane workload. No, you but you're Najee knowing, or you're drafting a first round running back like Zeke Gurley, knowing their role. And most of those guys, Christian McCaffrey, like have lived up to that. On a rookie contract, especially. 
Yeah, I but think what you about use them for five, six years and then you dump them? What about Ceh? What about Saquon Barkley? What about Rashad Penny? What about Leonard Fournette? What about well, Travis Etienne? Any another, of those guys are those hits? Layer of, well, Fournette was a monster at one point. I mean, he almost did take you guys to a Super Bowl. So, so he, again, he you, there. we do that back. You're taking Leonard Fournette with a fourth overall pick. That's no, what you're telling no, me. I, over Patrick Mahomes, over no, Deshaun no, Watson. No. I don't think taking one like top five or top 10 necessarily makes sense because typically you have like offensive tackle one or quarterback one there. My main argument is the, the not so great Mel Kuyper saying, I would never draft a running back in the first round. It's like if this dude's there at pick 28 or 26 and you're giving the ball 350 times a season, he's just a beast. Like I have no problem doing that versus trying to get the sixth offensive tackle to put on the, put on an offensive line. And that's what and, I wanted to get and, you to say because I don't that, think the I, contracts really matter because if you're paying a rookie two two and a half million dollars a year versus seven hundred grand for a fifth round pick, I mean at the end of the day with the cap with where it is, it's kind of just pennies in my opinion. And but that's why I wanted you to say that because I think the misunderstanding is you have the blanketed I don't want a first round running back period. So when Mel Kuyper says that, he means I don't want a running back number one overall and I don't want a running back number 32 overall. That is a huge difference. That is a huge difference. And that is the nuance I think that we're arguing here that really should be stressed more is a first round running back. Yeah. Top 15. No, there's other, you know, most drafts, there's much more valuable players at more valuable positions. But like you said, when you're in the twenties, when you're in the late thirties, I see, I see why people do it. Um, and, and like you said, the, the cash savings is not as much. So I'm going to go into my reasons, you know, if you want to rebut any, you can. Um, but I think it's just the fact that there's so many late round picks that have made waves at that running back position that that's why. This is, you don't hear this argument with quarterbacks. You want to know why? Because you don't have a fourth round quarterback outplaying Joe Burrow. Over and over again, you go with the best running backs in the league, Derrick Henry, second round, like all Jonathan Taylor, second round, not first round back. So I think it's because more than any other position almost, you can get successful and valuable players in the later rounds. You know, offensive tackle, it's known that's more of a first round thing. Um, but RB, I think, I think it's because you can get so many later. And especially in the last five years when the whole league has shifted away, and we'll get into the how, honestly, how brilliant the last um, five years have been for the second round in particular running backs. Um, but I think it also is the position of an RB doesn't have as much impact as it used to. You know, you just don't take over the games unless you do have a game-changing ability like Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, peak and healthy CMC. But like even Najee, he's, he's, his best quality is his durability and his ability to carry a high workload, which is super valuable, super valuable. But if you hit on a quarterback, you hit on a running back, you, like it's not, they just can't take over games anymore. But I don't think you compare a quarterback. Like I'm saying, yes, I wouldn't take a running back third overall if there's like a, a good quarterback prospect, but there's no quarterback to take last year. I picked 24. That's like us You're picking right. Najee or like Tevin Jenkins. So I don't think, like, I, I don't really agree with like comparing it to the quarterback position. I'd compare it to other positions. You're right. You're right. You know what I mean? No, that makes sense. I uh, I just, I think my point is more of the, and, and obviously we know until after the fact, but like Najee or even, I don't want to get into ETN right now, is they need to be game breakers 
just because mm-hmm. again, you have, you can get so many running backs. You have committees. Um, and I know you, like you said, the, the contract doesn't really matter as much. This I kind of cherry picked just for my argument, I'll be honest. But I, I did want to say some stats. Um, for Leonard Fournette, when he signed his deal for the fourth overall pick in 2017, four years um, and about $32 million, I think. Oh, no, sorry. It was it was about 25 Yeah. Um, and he had an average value of around $6.7 million. Chris Carson, on the other hand, had a four-year deal, seventh-round pick, $2.4 million. So he was making about six hundred grand a year. So, again, yeah, it's only $6 million bucks, but it just shows you you don't need to spend money in that position when you can get good players on a much lower value. And on the flip side, it gives just a little, like, another different perspective than just comparing one-to-one. I pulled – uh, teams running back rooms total salary from last year and this season mm-hmm. and one team the Steelers historically have been very good at landing that like bell cow number one running back and that's who yep. they stick with bell connor Daji. and new england's known for going third fourth round and cycling three four running backs in, in within an offense so last season the Steelers were 27th in running back spending with a first round running back while New England was 21st and even this year New England's like 22nd the Steelers are like 26 so even though they took a running back in the first round they're still technically allocating less money to the room than even what like the Patriots are who have multiple mid-round picks so my question to you is like are you okay taking that one guy my philosophy is get that one bell cow back that you, that you could roll with, whether that's the first or second round, then kind of I would cycle through like the Devontae Freemans or those those guys in their late twenties that are that are journeymen in the NFL that are still good players on your team versus New England. They've used like four third or fourth round picks over the course of the last like three years at that one position group. Well, that's again now we're talking about two extremes because Najee Harris is has the highest usage in the NFL. So for you, you're saying, oh, I can get a first-round running back and get 380 carries in a season. Ask Seattle how that worked out when they took right. Rashad Penny, you know. And that's and and that's where I think it's going to boil down to is, as with everything, as with everything, it comes down to individual circumstances, individual instances that you're comparing. And the health matters, and obviously, and it does. running backs typically don't health-wise typically are more prone to injury. So that's also another point why, like, the not so great now Kuiper doesn't want you to do it because they're just they're going to miss games most likely. And yeah. And, and first round pick first, like a quarterback typically isn't going to miss as many games as a running back. Yeah. And right now when we're talking about it, we're coming off this season where Najee was top one in like touches, top five in yardage. Like he, it, tur- it proved to be a great pick. But yeah. if you go back, how was Saquon Barkley after his rookie years? You're, Bill Simmons is out here saying he's literally the single greatest running back he's ever seen. You know, so if Najee gets he's a, a bust, if if Najee gets something week one this year, it, it changes the dynamics because right now all we see is the upside and oh my god, look at this workhorse and, it, and it's fine running for four years. So we'll see. But I think that's it. But I think one of the biggest things is, and I just want to discuss this real quickly, is. Yeah. In particular, it's the second round running backs that stick yeah. with you, and this is why. Because I'm going to read the names for just the last five years, okay? So just like these wide are, receivers, <laughs> these are home runs. These aren't hits. These are these are home runs. In the last five years alone, in the second round specifically, you've had Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, Dalvin Cook, 
Joe Mixon. You want to go 2016 to 2012, you have Derrick Henry, Le'Veon Bell. All of those were second rounds. Hits, I'm not even done. Hits, these are not home runs. These are just picks that are turned out to be not bad on, on a rookie contract. I had Javante Williams, J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, DeAndre Swift, A.J. Dillon, Miles Sanders, Carlos Hyde back at, back when he was a rookie back in 2014. Yeah, he was good for a few years. Eddie Lacy on the Packers, 2013. Even Giovanni Bernard when he was in 2013 for the Bengals. Like, that, it's just that second round. You can see there's such talent there, and you don't have to deal with the – you took a running back in the first round. And I think when we discussed this privately, Dave, but I think that's also what it is, is yeah. Najee Harris led the Steelers draft class, class because he's the first pick selected. Bryce Hall yeah. is the third of the Jets pick. And right, that right. is different. You know, that, yeah. that yeah. it's because Najee is going to get, you know, you, you're going to be defined by your first pick. Um, so I think that's really what it is. But overall, like I, I get, I, I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, to wrap it up. But where do you where do you stand ultimately? What what would you say your final thoughts are on this topic? I mean, I'll reiterate it. I would say top ten, top fifteen ish. Probably not taking a running back at all. Uh, when you start to get into the the mid to late twenties, into the thirties, like say pick twenty four, twenty five on, and there's a guy that could really you think carry your team and be on the field all game and touch the ball 300-something times a year and be a true difference maker, then I'm okay taking that player there. I agree. Like, someone and, and that, that you, like, evaluate, and, like, he's not going to be a bust. Like, Quinn Nelson, Najee Harris, like, those type of guys that I found. Mahomes, you know? I'm just going to let that one be so I can get my thoughts out before I call you something and some mean names. Um <laughs> I agree. I think I think it, it helps that you're the Steelers and you guys have workhorses, the last workhorse in the whole back, so you can really maximize the value you get out of it. But somebody yeah. like the Ravens who have multiple selections, it doesn't make sense for them to commit to a first-round running back when they can just find more and more and churn them out. Um, ultimately, I think we are on the same page. I think I think yeah. given the right circumstances, 15 and later, nah, probably 20, 25 and later. 20, exactly. It's okay. It's okay. Unless – Unless it's Travis Etienne, when you already have fucking James Robinson on the raw on the roster, coming off the greatest undrafted rookie season of all time for a running back, Urban Meyer, I fucking Jags hate and you. Jets, man. I mean, that's it is what it is. All right, so I think we I think we got through this topic, Dave. Um, thanks for joining everyone. me. Happy Fourth. Be on the lookout for the next podcast. Not sure when we're dropping it, but uh, thanks for listening and everybody enjoy their their holiday weekend. Peace.